Grief and loss. Grief is what we experience when we lose something important. We might feel numb, anxious, sad, heartbroken, angry, scared, or even guilty. They might even feel relieved or peaceful at times. They might also have very negative thoughts or act out from time to time. Everyone experiences grief differently and for a different period of time. Feelings may also be stronger or less noticeable based on how important the loss is. For example, people may feel grief when they lose a loved one or pet, break up with a partner, move away, have parents or other family members who divorce, lose a job, lose an important possession, are diagnosed with a life-changing or terminal illness or disability, or expect to lose someone or something. A loved one is very sick. Grief is natural and many people start to feel better as time passes. But some people need a bit of extra support from a professional to help them through a difficult period. How do I know? Children and youth grief differently than adults. Young children may not be able to describe how they feel and their age may affect how they react. A child that loses a grandparent may not seem bothered until an important holiday comes and the grandparent isn't there. A child or youth may show they are grieving by the way they behave. Here are some topics that we can look at. Physical. When grieving, we have physical reactions like headaches, tiredness, numbness, crying a lot, unable to relax and nausea. The emotional effects are sadness, anger, anxiousness, disbelief, despair, guilt, relief and loneliness. Mental forgetfulness, distracted, confused, poor memory, worried about health and safety of others, difficulty making decisions, and spiritual. They may question their spirituality and blame a high power for allowing this to happen. They may feel that faith is not enough. Grief at different ages. Infants may feel grief but not understand things like death, illness or loss. They may show signs that look like separation anxiety such as looking for the person they've lost, crying, clinging to caregivers and temper tantrums. Preschool children may understand that someone isn't around anymore but not understand concepts like death. They may expect the person to return. They may have short tolerance for sadness or anger, so need to experience grief in small doses. It may look like the child doesn't care or isn't bothered by the loss. They might also believe that their own thoughts, actions or wishes caused the loss. The child may use pictures or other items to feel close to a loved one that left or passed away. In this period, these aged children, the signs of grief may include sleeplessness, nightmares, clinging behaviors, act out, be disruptive, have temper tantrums, go back to old behaviors like wetting the bed, wanting to use a bottle as well. Seem not very bothered by the loss, but really they are internally. They look at if the person they lost is still present. 
children age five to nine may try to make sense of death or loss. They may start to think they can catch death or develop the loss of fears, like the fear of dying. They may take words literally. So if you say a loved one is gone, the child might be angry that no one is looking for them. Children at this age may also still believe that their thoughts, actions and wishes cause the loss. In children ages five to nine, signs of grief may include nightmares, restlessness, bedwetting, school difficulties, lack of appetite, fear of being alone, have a hard time playing with friends or doing schoolwork, carrying around pictures or items that remind them of someone they've lost. Now, children aged 9 to 11 may have the same general understanding of death and loss as an adult, but may not be able to express their thoughts and feelings. They may find comfort in family and cultural beliefs and values, become very quiet or very talkative, can happen at all ages, worry a lot about the future, their health and their health of loved ones. Young people aged between 12 and 24 may understand death as an adult would, but have a hard time with bigger questions like the meaning of life and death. They may feel at odds with their desire to be independent and their desire to help the family through the loss. In the young people aged between 12 and 24, signs of grief may include, may try hard to look normal, to fit in with their peers, may hide their feelings or avoid them by keeping very busy, may turn to risky behaviours like alcohol or other drugs, thinking they cannot be harmed, and this is a way to test death. Your child's behaviour may seem odd or upsetting. The most important thing is to help them feel safe and secure. What can be done? Number one, be honest. Tell your child the truth in words they understand. This may help to lower feelings of fear or anxiety. Children and youth can often tell that something is wrong and may have trouble trusting you if they feel like you aren't being honest. Answer their questions as best as you can. And if you don't know the answer, say that you just don't know. Number two, listen. Make time to listen to your child's thoughts, feelings and opinions. Be open-minded. Encourage your child to express their memories, their fears, their sorrows, their relief, their anger and their guilt. Talking won't make them feel worse. Let them know that strong feelings are normal and it's okay to grieve. Number three, encourage and reassure. Validate their feelings. Activities like storytelling and play help young children express themselves. Also our play-based therapies. They may have very real fears about death and abandonment and they may wonder who will take care of them. For older youth and young adults, let them know they may experience a wide range of emotions. Give them permission to laugh and feel happy if they want to. Number four, model healthy ways to grieve. Children and youth learn from parents and others close to them. So it's important to look at your own behavior and think about what they may learn from you. Talk about your feelings and accept support when you need it. 
If you show grief, it helps your child understand that it's okay to show grief. It also helps them see that everyone grieves differently. But be self-aware. Extreme emotions can be stressful for a child and make them feel that they don't need to take care of you because together as a family, you can take care of one another. Number five, prepare and educate. Help children or youth prepare for new situations like visiting a loved one in the hospital or going to a memorial service. Talk about what they will see and what will happen so they know what to expect. Let your child decide how involved they want to be. Some children and youth may want to visit a loved one in the hospital or go to a memorial service, but others will not. Parents can also help by including their children when they talk about any expected loss, like when a relative is very sick. Number six, let your young person find help. Young people may prefer to talk with someone outside of their family who may listen more objectively and with less emotion. This may help the teen work through their own feelings. Number seven, keep the topic open. Grieving takes time. Your child may re-experience loss during holidays or other important times. Let them know that they can talk about their feelings no matter how much time has passed. Where to from here? If a child or youth is having a hard time continuing with life after several months, it's best to talk to a healthcare professional, such as a doctor or mental health professional. They can help the child work through their feelings. Here are the signs that a child may need some extra help coping with grief aren't interested in social activities like playing with friends, have a hard time with schoolwork or refuse to go to school, stay very focused on the loss, seem very sad or hopeless, have a hard time trusting others, have a hard time eating or sleeping, are often scared of being alone. If you're looking for mental health help, for someone else. Just remember, the person I care about is showing symptoms of a mental health condition. They are doing okay at home, work or school, but not as easy as before. Something is not right. So please encourage them to take a mental health screen test. Print the results out and bring them to the doctors or a mental health provider. Suggest our interactive where to get help features which will be at the end of each program and it's relevant to the current Australian locations and states. You can also contact Empowered Therapy and Training as we are in your community. You can also learn more about mental health conditions by listening to these programs and contacting Empowered Therapy and Training and read up about the different treatments if needed. If you are a parent or a child or a teen who is showing signs of mental health problems, get tips from starting a conversation and learn more about what to do and where to go. Again, found at the end of these video programs. So if things are getting bad for the person, your loved one or yourself, he or she appears to be losing control of he or her life and ability to work, go to school or be there for friends. Please remember, 
find support groups as we here at Empowered Therapy and Training are in your community. When you plan for a crisis by setting up a psychiatrist, just remember, ask yourself these questions. Is hospitalization necessary? and read more about inpatient options. Learn about how you can support a friend or loved one who's dealing with a mental illness and the tips for being an effective caregiver.